Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 24, Minute 24. All right, where did we leave off? Oh, uh, uh, there's guys running around the house, killers running around the house, and Mom has yelled the gals up to bed, and they're talking about uh, how they got Linda a bit drunk for when Scott arrives, and I think they're about to step into Linda's boudoir. Enjoy. Now about wrestling up the men folk. There's the joke about anal sex we were all waiting for. Thank goodness. Ah, uh, so Tommy's uh, kind of in the house, and I mean, and, okay, I've, I've got I've got the end of the minute freeze framed here, and I can see Chris's back, and um, and she's wearing you know a jersey, a football jersey, and all I can think is we're number ten, we're number ten because she's wearing it's a number ten. So yeah, we immediately start off when we enter into oh. Um, uh, chug it up, take a drink. Uh, another one of the first strike songs, the last song on side one, song four, Bound for the UK, which is one that starts off very ballady. Um, it's not a power ballad, it starts off very quiet with a light in the city, and then it kicks in, Bound for the UK. Wow, no, it doesn't do that. Um, it might do that, but I don't think it does that. Uh, so that, 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 that is five of the nine songs on the first strike album. I don't think all nine of them are in the movie, but hey, five, but hey, it's a very rump centric episode. All right, so we see Lisa's room, it's a nice room. Uh, she got, I think she got a record player in it. That's, I believe that's where the music's coming from. She got uh, um, a Sesame Street poster hanging on her wall that I remember my sister had. I want to say it was a 10th anniversary poster or something like that. I think it was a mail order. Or maybe like something like in the Sesame Street disco album. Um, I may have been like, order this poster. So, or maybe it was even a um, like order offered during like the pledge drives on PBS. But yeah, that uh, my sister had that poster. It was on her door of her room, uh, 313 Barry Road in Irondequoit, New York. And um, yeah, I, well, it's funny because I do remember that being some sort of anniversary poster. And the only anniversary I can think of would be at this moment is, is 10, um, which could uh, be, I, I mean, if this was, if this was 
uh, set in 82, made in 84, there's every good chance that Linda would, um, if it was 84, five years ago, uh, I don't know, she's supposed to be 16, 17, um, let's say 17, uh, so she would have been 12 or something, well, maybe a little too late for Sesame Street, but uh, still, uh, hey, you can like what you like, all right? You know, as I'm sitting here, I'm looking around me and I see uh, two styrofoam heads with wigs on them, there's a Doctor Doom hat, there's a stuffed mouse, uh, not a live mouse, a uh, uh, stuffed animal mouse uh, with later hosen on it we call Christmas mouse there's an autographed Adam West photo uh, to Greg I'm looking at a stack of all four of the Overlook film encyclopedias uh, movies made for television Are You in the House Alone My Night of Horror um, VHS a book called Monsters Who's Who which is awesome my turntable with the new GBV single We Own the Night uh, we, we got all kinds of things going on here you know you can have whatever you want hang it up Live it, love it, rip it. Yeah, Rippington. Okay, so, oh, we do see uh, on the other side, there seems to be another, uh, there's another poster. Well, there doesn't seem to be. There is another poster, and it's a unicorn. So, and it's kind of that pastel-y, hazy sort of unicorn, kind of maybe that like Napoleon Dynamite would draw or something like that. And it, it's going to be interesting. Well, well, I'll talk about it when we get to it. But yeah, so they enter the room, and it's a pretty nice room. She has her own bathroom. You can see the uh, the bathroom off to, to one side. And we are at the front of the house, apparently, which is interesting. So, now I'm wondering, there's one thing I didn't check. Give me one moment. Now about rustling up the menfolk. No, I actually wanted to see if um, they turned the lights on when they went into a room. Because um, if, the, if they did, then... I, I do like that Tommy knows where Linda's bedroom is is this is a this is a large house and he picked the right room i'm he, he it could have been it could have been uh, linda's mom's room for all he knew but i was actually checking to see i mean working under the theory that when we saw tommy running by a moment ago he was going to get a ladder to go to a room and i i, I yeah it's uh, with 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 the lights off and then coming on uh i that would have uh, either helped him go, oh, that's her room, or made him go, oh, I'm going to go in another spot so I can sneak in into the house. But with all the lights on, he may not have heard them in the room as he set down the ladder and was climbing up. I know this isn't a very interesting point. I just, um, again, I'm surprised that he got the right room. And, and I'm surprised that the gals haven't been in that room all night. But then within 10 seconds of entering that room, Tommy puts the ladder against the wall and starts climbing up into it. And really, the front of the GD house, I'm I'm with the gals all the way. That seems idiotic to the extreme, doesn't it? Ugh. I guess they've been drinking. What are you going to do? But yeah, that just seems that just seems really dumb to me. But and let's see, uh, Tommy, you know, uh, oh, and he scares them all again with that mask. No, he had a different mask on earlier. He had his like a didn't he like a ghoulish mask and this is more like a like a gargoyle-y sort of sort of thing um but scared him again i don't i don't know how he's still wearing that damn pink shirt you know it's like oh my god it's this monster with tommy's pink shirt on come on calm 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 it down folks calm it down i do like i think tracy goes onto the bed i think and then chris um i think uh tracy goes onto the bed uh let's rustle up some man folk Listen up, them men folk. Chris goes on the bed. I think Tra- and Tracy and Linda. I think they both grab magazines, but then the ladder thing happens, and it's terrifying. 
and she's got Linda has some sort of fun like looks like a mesh hat or something like a Sunday mesh hat hanging from the, the I, I might be seeing it wrong but uh, let's see what else happens in this minute yeah it's it's Tommy's in the house and presumably Billy's around there somewhere and and Scott is is probably around there somewhere too I you know like I said again I question him going up the ladder to there that just seems an odd way to do stuff but that's our Tommy um, now I want to tell you guys this so I can get this on record this is a, I had a dream the other night it was a high school dream and maybe it's because I've been watching so much Last Slumber Party but I was in like the small cafeteria where I went to school we had the large cafeteria and the small cafeteria and generally like freshmen and sophomores were in the large cafeteria and the small cafeteria was for juniors and seniors because more juniors juniors and seniors were allowed out more during the day so you know during my senior year I had the gold card and the gold card pretty much meant as long as I didn't get any detentions and as long as I wasn't a bad boy um, I got a gold card, which means that any period, my lunch period, study hall, or um, when I was done for the day, I could leave. Now, you, you couldn't do that as a freshman. You had to stay for all nine periods. But I, I do remember very specifically in my last um, uh, uh, last semester or so, last half year of high school, I, I made it so that I had I was taking five classes basically the first five periods of the day. Sixth class was lunch, and seventh, eighth, and nine I had free. So school let out at three, but I was done by like 12.30 or something like that, and that was pretty sweet. I had another friend who had the same thing, so we would go out sometime. And it was great, too, because I was making shooting, we were shooting a lot of videos for classes and stuff like that, and it was fun to do. Um, but anyway, so I, I seem to be in the small cafeteria of my school, and I go over to where a bunch of my friends are, and I sit down there, a lot of people around. I put my arm around my gal, and she puts her arm around me, and we're sitting there, and we're just shooting the breeze. And then sort of, on the far end of the room, I see like there's some sort of strange movement, and uh, all of a sudden people start to get really excited. And I forget whether the name of this guy in my dream was Bloodvin or Edwin or Derwin, Bloodvin or Derwin, um, both with a Y. And so I'm gonna call him Derwin, or I might call him Bloodvin. I'll say I'm gonna call him Derwin. Um, and and I was looking around going, what's everyone getting so excited about? I just heard, it's Derwin! Derwin's back! And I was like, oh my god, and my friends all got up, and my gal stayed with me, but all my friends got up, and they went over there, and I'm like, what, who the heck is Derwin? And sort of, a, a space cleared, and now remember, we're all like 16, 17, 18, and there was Derwin. Derwin was about eh, five feet tall, uh, shaped a lot like, say, Santa Claus, he was wearing very tight jeans and a very tight t-shirt that was like striped, like yellow, red, and orange stripes. And he was doing like a dance, like a, he had his arms out wide and he was doing a, yeah, just kind of swaying back and forth. And it was like, oh my God, it's Derwin. And suddenly everyone had cameras, uh, uh, you know, re regular, you know, Kodak cameras and, and video cameras. And someone had a Bolac 16 millimeter. It was like, it's Derwin. And Derwin was just dancing. It's like, Derwin? Oh my God! Get a picture from before he leaves again. Oh my God! It's so long since we've seen Derwin. Da da da. da. He just had this big smile on his face. Da da da. And there were people just like filming him from every angle. It's Derwin. It's Derwin. This fifty-year-old, five-foot-tall, I don't know, three-hundred-pound guy. It's Derwin. It's well, maybe it wasn't that big, but it's Derwin. Let's say two fifty. Uh, Derwin. Yeah, he's going. And I was just sitting there with my arm around my girl, and I said, "Who is that? That's Derwin. He hasn't been here in a while. No one knows how long he's going to stay." Who is Derwin? He's Derwin. And I looked at her, and then I looked at my friends, and I said, 
I don't know any of you people. And I looked at my girl and said, I don't know you either. And I don't know who the hell is Derwin. Where am I? And I woke up. It could happen here. So that's the end of my Derwin story at minute 24 of of um, uh, Last Slumber Party. So yeah, Tommy is being pulled into the house now after making a little boop in the rear gag. And uh, yeah, here we go. This.